What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Loud Thumbs Podcast. Uh, I am your host, Nick, and with me again this week is Josh. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going yeah. pretty well. I think everybody's going pretty well. They're listening to the show right now. They're having a good day. I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, hearing our voices makes it a good day, Nick. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> So we're, we're going to come into the show a little different this episode. We actually had a, a really good comment from uh, YouTube come in this time, and we want to talk about oh, yeah. it. So if you listened to our last episode, we had a pretty good hot take on there, a fairly hot, hot take, I say, about uh, upgrade fees, right? So yep. we, uh, we actually had a comment from uh, a listener on YouTube commented in, um, just kind of want to talk about it so just maybe clarify a couple things uh just to make sure you know we're all on the same page and already we appreciate the the comment in because th this is what we're talking about this is like yeah. a, a brilliant comment it's very respectful it gets the conversation going and that's what we're doing yeah right? very engaging yeah exactly sure. we're, we're keeping a conversation going we're talking games we're having fun and that's what it's all about so so we uh we we were actually getting into the conversation about how when you buy the horizon game you are going to get it on the ps4 you're going to have to pay an upgrade fee to get to the playstation 5 if you didn't listen to our last episode tune into that there's episode 24 there's quite a bit of uh, information that we provide on there so and we'd love to know what you guys think about it as well so a couple of the things that we didn't mention that we, we should have clarified a little bit more possibly in that uh, in that hot take is that in the beginning, Sony, they made a point to tell everybody, hey, you're going to have console launch titles. All the launch titles are going to be upgraded for free. Right, Josh? So, yeah, absolutely correct. That is the part we missed. Uh, they did walk back the whole upgrading for Horizon Forbidden West. So that will be a free upgrade. They did announce that because they did announce the game was going to be a launch title and it turned out not to be a launch title. So, so Sony's doing the right thing there. You know, they tried to overstep something and got caught more or less is what happened there, right? Uh -huh. So begrudgingly the good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very clear in the, in the quotes that were given from Jim Ryan and those guys, they were like, okay, we're losing money. We're not happy about it, but we're going to say we're sorry anyway, right? So yeah. essentially what it comes down to is we're, we don't defend one or the other, but it's just understanding that you do have to pay more for something that gives you more, right? That's usually how the world works. Yeah. So you will have to pay for additional upgrades because you are going to get additional features and you're going to get additional playability and immersion, which we're, is going to be a big theme of the show today. So we're going to discuss that and this will come up more, I imagine. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some of the games, for example, like, uh, you know, we had a pre-show, we discussed a few of these. Uh, I own multiples of them uh, that, yeah, they came out and you didn't have to pay Jack squat to play them on your PS five. I mean, there was a uh, little big planet was one of them. Um, Miles Morales mm -hmm. was one of them. There was, um, I think the only one that I actually hit, I did pay $10 to upgrade for, was the um call of duty so i wanted to be able to play something that was dual sense that was a shooting game so i paid ten dollars because i wanted to check the dual sense out with a with a shooting game because there wasn't one out yet so 
that was on me. But anything that was first party from Sony was put it in the PS5 and it plays the PS5 version of the game. All that does is patch the game and it runs off the off the hard drive. So you'll be able to play with the dual sense and all that great functionality. So essentially what we have here is a couple quotes that was commented in. And um, Josh, I am spacing. It was uh, another podcast that had uh, quoted into us and I'm actually spacing his name. So I am going to look that up real quick here just because I am feel terrible for it. So overleveled games. So that is, that is who commented into us. And we've talked a little bit in the past and we appreciate those guys listening. They actually do have a really fun podcast. It's just got some really good uh, production value to it as well. So I say, I suggest checking them out and following them on Twitter and stuff as well. They're, they're some good guys, but hell yeah, man. So, you know, I'm going to read a quote here real quick that he's pulled to give to us. So he took his time out to do that. I'm going to take time out to do that real quick. Um, So on this is a quote directly from Jim Ryan on September 16th of 2020. Additionally, we know that the PlayStation 4 community will transition to PlayStation 5 at different times. And we're happy to announce the PS4 versions of some of our exclusives, Miles Morales, Sackboy, and Horizon Forbidden West will also launch on PS4. While these three games were designed to take advantage of the PS5 and its unique next-gen features like ultra-high speed SSD and DualSense controller, the PS4 owners will also be able to enjoy these experiences when they launch. The PS4 digital version of the game includes a free upgrade on both PlayStation 5 consoles, while the PS4 disc version and these games include a free upgrade on the PS5 with ultra HD Blu-ray discs. So more or less what that means is if you own it digitally and you own a digital PS5 and PS4, you're going to get the upgrade digitally. If you own a disc, you're going to put the disc in the digit, sorry, the disc in the disc version of the PS5 and you're going to get the upgrade (laughs) that way. So that's what they're saying. But as you can clearly state, they said a year ago, more or less, almost exactly, you know, we're recording this today on September 15th. This was (laughs) September 16th, 2020 they stated Forbidden West. So it was one of them foot and mouth syndromes, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm really glad that Overleveled sent this in uh, because I didn't know. Uh, I was like, as many of you know, I, it was a struggle for me to get a PlayStation 5 and thanks again to Nick for <laughs> finding yes, one sir. for me. Um, but this is great. This is information I didn't have. I didn't know why all the stink was centralized around Horizon at first. Mm. But this makes sense because like sony like straight up promised a free upgrade for horizon it being delayed or not it was a projected release title mm-hmm. so i fully understand the the conversation conversation around uh the, you know forbidden west mm-hmm. yeah that's a that's a really great clarification that i didn't know and i'm really glad they wrote in and kind of um helped me understand that yeah absolutely yeah we uh we are not the type of guys who are like we are always right uh, but we <laughs> we like to share our opinion, yeah. and you know if our opinion is our opinion, that's great. But if something we say is just flat out fucking wrong, uh, we're cool with telling us, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, man! Yeah. And so, Ed, what yeah. a what a nicely structured comment, man. Gave oh, us yeah. like opinion, evidence, and then opinion. Uh, so well structured. Yeah, so absolutely. Good. And I mean, you know, 
in the end of it here, he just says, in general, I agree with you guys on the premise that Sony can basically do whatever they want and their games and prices. It, it alls however they want it, but you can't deny that it's shitty to Sony to go back on their promise. I think of all of the uproar comes from the issues primarily, you know, with just this game mainly. Sony mm-hmm. clearly said that we wouldn't have to pay for an upgrade and they not only lied about it, but they made the upgrade price for PS4 players $10 more than the base PS5 version. Uh, All this said, though, uh, I don't mean to come off as an angry Sony fan. Just wanted to make things clear or just wanted to clear some things up. Love you guys. Stay loud. Right. Excellent fan. Excellent. Excellent comment. Totally called us out. We missed something. We should have said it. He's absolutely right. No doubts. Uh, No doubts. A million percent. For sure. Yeah, and didn't sound angry at all. It was all very well no. structured and very well put and wasn't salty. Just like, hey, guys. No, man. Thing. Honestly, like, the word shit, that fits okay. is passion. That, he's just a passionate fan of games. That's that's what we are. Yeah. No different. So yeah, exactly. it's perfect. So that is exactly uh, the kind of stuff we like to get in and, and talk about and just keep the keep the conversation rolling and have fun with it. And maybe it leads into better and, you know, more uh more involved conversations down the road it just builds our our show builds everybody's opinion about everything and at the same time hell yeah dude hell yeah man we love we love shit like this it's awesome send us more shit yeah absolutely we absolutely love it so i mean we're making it the lead into our show to let everybody out there know this we take this seriously we want to be able to you know include our audience in the show and the more the merrier we're absolutely down for it Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Well, we got our clarifications out of the way. Um, I think we can move on with the show now. So, Josh, hit me up, man. Let's uh, let's tell everybody what's going on this episode. Ooh, stoked as always, man. Hell yeah. Uh, man, guys, <laughs> on this episode, we'll go through our, our playlist again, tell you what we've been playing. We're going to uh, discuss our PlayStation Plus picks. Go into a little bit of news, sprinkle that a little in there. Yeah, a little won't bit. be as intense as last week. <laughs> uh <laughs> and then guys hang on until the end of the show like for our uh, game shout outs you know stuff we're looking forward to stuff we like you know whatever it is we want to like send out there in the atmosphere to get for you guys to look at damn straight damn straight all right and you know obviously before we get into that we still want you guys to tweet at us follow us on youtube facebook uh at loud thumbs super easy to find us and uh, if you're watching on YouTube or listening on Apple Podcasts, we'd love to, you know, a thumbs up or, you know, write a review for us, hit that five stars. Um, just really helps us out and just gets us out there to more people. So they'll, they'll just see our podcast a little bit more. We can just share all the fun with everybody. So we would really appreciate that as well. And last but not least, oh, yeah. there's always that email. So loudthumbs at gmail.com and send in and let us know we uh we've got a a little in the basket so we'll be talking about those in some upcoming episodes and that'll be fun and uh hell yeah that is it for now on all that we're ready to ready to kick this off we got a we got a playlist to talk about (laughs) hell yeah man yeah man my stuff has been a little bit light man i had a hella busy weekend and then i had a couple days this week squeak in some gaming so yeah um one of them being my PlayStation Plus, so we'll get into that a little bit later. Hell but yeah. uh, I managed to squeeze in a little bit of Iki Island today. That's because I wanted to talk about it, and I really wanted to play it. Fuck yeah. And it is still... Now, the game is so pretty. Like I, We've talked about how gorgeous Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> is. But like, 
the new extra power in the PlayStation 5 for those lighting effects is just so good, man. So good. And uh, they pay extra special attention to that dual sense. Uh, oh my! Yeah, I got, yeah. got to a, a side mission where I was able to uh, like clear up a cat sanctuary and let you pet the cats. There's a lot yeah. of those you can pet in Eki Island if that touches <laughs> you anymore to buy this. Um, but like, they paid enough attention to like when Jen's hand touches the cat, the controller vibrates like the cat is purring. <laughs> uh, like you get a little bit of cat purr through the controller as he's as he's petting the cat but i thought was like i say it a lot unnecessary but like really great that it's there like that's it's attention to detail like that that just it's just great for like the player to, to like encounter yeah yeah that's awesome and yeah i love it every time now could you hear it too or was it just the sensation like feeling the controller like purring like a cat like vibrating oh you know i don't remember if i heard it i was so thrown off by like feeling my controller vibrate during a cutscene for no reason and then i like recognize the rhythm of it and I'm like oh that's a cat purring it's right. purring in my hand so <laughs> um it probably has sound effects to it because there's a lot of attention to detail in this game uh, don't yeah. quote me on that because i didn't gotcha. hear it but yeah no i didn't but i was curious because uh, i was playing with my headset on so i I did. I did get to the cat sanctuary. I did. Uh, I did do that. But I had my headset on. I should have maybe took it off, and maybe I would have noticed a little bit more. Maybe <laughs> I'll do that next time. I see. <laughs> yeah, I think the game is is great. Actually, the difficulty is a little bit higher, especially with those guys who can like switch their weapons on the fly. Mm. Um, if you guys have been playing, they can have like a sword and shield, or dual swords, and like a spear. You know, any combination of those, like two of those three. And you'd be fighting them, then they'll just straight switch it up, mm. and and just in the middle of the fight, which does add a little bit of dip to the difficulty because you know you're so used to like seeing a, an enemy type and like, well, I need that stance, I need the guard these times, but these guys can just back up, switch it up. It does yep. open them up a little bit, so you can take advantage. Uh, but all of a sudden, someone's hitting you with a spear when you were in shield stance. Exactly. So I thought that was really nice. Um, yeah. It's so very good so far, uh, and I'm, I can't wait to put more time into it. I played around with that, and I wanted to play through the game and not mess around with changing my stance against the people that changed their stance because I wanted to see what would happen. And it's completely uh -huh. doable. So just for anyone out there listening, like you don't have to change your stance on the fly along with them. It would just it would mm. add a lot more intricacy to the game for sure. And you know, if you got good enough at it, I can definitely see it becoming a little bit easier. But I uh, I, I mostly stayed in shield stance most of the time um but there was one i'm forgetting the name of the stance okay. where you go against the spears but uh, is that moon stance? The wind stance wind wind stance wind stance so yeah. yeah i was in that one um uh often toward the end uh once i really got that one kind of handled but i uh I, I took them all out with no problem you know like it you just got to get your parries down and and your perfect parries are even better yeah so. for sure <laughs> Yeah. Now, something's yeah. kind of cool, and I, I'm not going to spoil too much for you because you may run across the side quest of it as well, but I got lucky enough to find a side quest where you get some badass armor, and I already had platinumed, you know, the, the single-player original version, uh -huh. so I had plenty of everything, you know, all the materials, and I was ready to go. Oh, yeah. And when you start yeah. this, they don't give you too many options to upgrade things. Like, you're everything's already maxed out for me anyway so it wasn't anymore i was upgrading i had to find yeah, new armor to be able to upgrade right. it so i did find this new armor <laughs> yeah. 
and it was like just like boom 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 i'm maxing that baby out because right right it increases your peri window and your perfect peri window like almost by today okay yeah. it, it's almost like by three times yeah. it's insane and i found that luckily enough and i did finish the story the mainline story of it anyway and mm-hmm. man did it help a hell of a lot at the final boss so okay. i would say okay if you've it's a it's a i don't want to give too much away but it is a side quest about someone who is like dead and they have hidden their armor that's that's all i'll yeah. say because it's a really cool cool side story and they, the 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 this isn't really given much away but the way they use the arrows to light your way in that is just so zelda like for me man like i'm going through those caves i'm like oh <laughs> shit. <kinda> was. Yeah. <laughs> right yeah, yeah, yeah you're not wrong yeah. yeah it was badass so i mean they've they've took little things and added them into this that you're just you might just overlook them and not really give two shits but uh I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Like it really showed off those lighting effects that this game does when you go into a, a dark cavern and then you light a, a really torch on does. fire it, with a fire arrow. It looks legit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So and I, you know, I don't know if we talked too much about the the game itself to begin with, but you know, with the the eagle, I know we mentioned her in a couple previous episodes. Mm-hmm. She is the big bad and she's yeah. poisoned you. And and I'll talk about um, Psychonauts 2 coming up here because that is one I finished. But it was just, there were so many games I've played that all had, had something to do with like being inside your head. You know, it was just like, <laughs> it was just so yeah. cool. So so it was just, just kind of really neat concept and a really cool way to, to take you to Iki Island and just make it seem fresh with a new big bad, but almost a worse big bad in a way. So yeah not as so like just obviously i'm the big bad dude coming and killing everybody sort of thing it's uh right it's much i would say it's a little bit more of a creative villain exactly what i was gonna say i was gonna say less cookie cutter that's what i was gonna say <laughs> uh, gotcha yeah yeah yeah. Oh, yeah yeah awesome game guys uh i've only beaten the, the main story and i absolutely loved it it was already worth my you know 20 bucks dlc but i'm definitely going back i'm gonna unlock everything on that map and i'm going to platinum that as well for sure so don't get um too worried when you've beaten the main story and you're only like three or four hours in you got another double to i think it's 10 hours was the full completionist on that one so that's okay that's gonna be a good time Not too bad. well i think uh I think that's the one we both played again this week here. So that's cool. Um, I know I got more game time in than you. So uh, I got a few more to <laughs> yeah, talk about. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. So my playlist this week, uh, the first one I'll start with is uh, WarioWare Get It Together. So obviously, you guys hear me talk enough. I have a couple kids. Uh, I have a seven and a 12 year old, and it's perfect kids' game. Super fun mini games in it. Uh, this game, I think, was. I think it might have been a little too hard on this game when they really put out the reviews and was talking about it. Um, I think it's getting like an average of like six to seven uh, across the board. Huh. I'm not 100% okay. sure okay. why, because it may be the price. I don't know. Honestly, guys, though, I got to say this. got this at Walmart and uh, I, I paid like $37 for this game at Walmart. So I don't know what Walmart's doing, but this is a $60 game if you go to download it from everything I saw. And I got it Holy for shit. 
$37 plus tax or something. So maybe that helped a little bit. You know, I, pl- I paid like the price of a 3DS uh, game, you know? Yeah. You, yeah. You feel like you're not as deep into it money wise. So. Yeah. I, I think that might help a little bit. I think sometimes people like, uh, I think certain reviewers or certain podcasts who just get given the game, maybe have a little bit of a skewed view on what they say. Um, so okay. I, I okay. can understand that. I went into this thinking I paid $60 for this game because of that exact reason. I, I don't want to, I don't want to have that monotony on me about it. You know, that skewed effect. Sure. But this game's fleshed out. It has a bunch of mini games. As soon as you open the multiplayer, which you have to be all first, there's 12 main levels. Uh, the concept of the game is uh, Wario has made himself like his own video game. And he goes to show everybody and it breaks and it's not working right. And he chucks it against the wall. And then the game sucks him into it along with all of his friends that have helped him develop the game. Gotcha. And then it yeah. becomes kind of like Tron. Like you're inside the game and you're having to kill viruses and stuff. So that's the concept of oh, what you're okay. doing. Okay. And it's very goofy. It's very fun. It's just don't take it serious and have fun with it. it um, it's 12 levels long. You have to get through all the levels. They give you plenty of continues. You get points for beating you know, certain levels. And once you beat all 12 of those, you unlock uh, several four-player game options. So two to four-player, one to four-player. And they're all pretty fun. Um, some of them are much harder than others, which is to be expected. Uh, I was actually more worried about how this game was going to work with not having a touchscreen, not having motion controls, and just being able to play it with a controller. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I would prefer not to have motion controls. Now, I loved all the WarioWare games on DS. So those were super fun, super addictive. But this this is really fun, and they did a really good job. Uh, it does have some of the things... I kind of wish they would have gotten rid of or they let let you choose from, but each level you will unlock a new character and that new character has its own little um, caveats, I guess I would say. Like some of them never stop moving, which those suck. I don't want to use those characters. Uh, They're literally just (laughs) bouncing around the screen all the time and you can control them to, you know, wherever you want them to go. But if you want them to stay somewhere, that's never going to happen. You have to keep constantly correcting where you want them to go. So those, those are pretty annoying. Um, every single character that you unlock in the game has something different about them. So it's kind of cool because you do find your favorites eventually. Um, I'm, I'm an easy guy to get along with. I mean, Wario was cool with me right from the get-go. You know, he's a jet pack and you can move him anywhere uh-huh. he wants and he has a punch. So I'm like, cool, this is nice. I like this. Uh-huh. So, so that, that's just the gist of the game. Uh, you unlock all the main characters. Uh, the more you unlock, then the more you can use. You can do teams of five and play like with you know two people, and you each have a team of five. And then whoever beats the other one down to where they don't have any guys left. All these, all these mini games, they're are really fun. They're funny, and they're just they're just a good time. Just don't take it seriously and have fun. Um, yeah. so I would recommend or I would I'm reading off here, but I would rec- I would recommend Wario to anybody. I think it's just a fun game to play. Um, Say it sounds like a WarioWare game. So yep. you know, checks out for me. It was exactly what I expected to buy. So if I had spent $60 on it, I would have felt the exact same way. No doubts. So uh, Psychonauts 2 is the one I got the most time in. I did finish it. I didn't complete it to the point where it's, I would call completionist, but um, some of my notes on this game though, I mean, it's just, it's so creative. Uh, there's always something different ever around every corner. Um, 
Harry Potter vibes hit me pretty early. Okay. Um, uh, reason okay, being okay. is because you're now technically a intern. So you're like a student, right? Sure, and sure. you're using psychonetic powers instead of a wand. You're doing the same things that you would do with sure. a wand with your brain. And you have a group of kids around you that, you know, you help to get through certain things in their life. And then they help you in turn. And it's just like Harry Potter. Okay. I mean, it really does have a Harry Potter feel to it. Uh, and I kind of, I'd like to know if anybody else kind of agrees with me on that. Cause I really, really felt <laughs> Harry Potter vibes playing. It sounds like an interesting take. Yeah. 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 So um, you obviously you have a big bad, you know, that's turned evil. It was a good person's turned evil and I won't say who, but that's the same as Voldemort. The same thing, you know, was a student was a, was a fine. Uh, okay. Sure. Boom, boom. Now you got the, yeah. kind of the same bad guy situation happening. Uh, definitely not like a, a one-to-one thing that they did here, but they did do a good job of just keeping it in a realm of relatable. So I'm, I talked about this on the last episode, just like a quick note about it, how it's kind of like persona, you know, the persona series where you go into someone's mind or you can see, uh-huh. you can see their mind sigh or whatever. This is the same way, except, you know, you literally project yourself into their mind and you like are crawling around in their thoughts and you uh, know, memories yeah. and things. So, um, it's like every person is a different level is how it really works out to be. Um, gotcha. Check that. there's, <laughs> there's a couple things to the story. So there's an old member of the psychonauts that she became evil. And then, you know, you, you need to figure out how to, how to beat her now because they, beat her before but all these people are older and now you're the younger crew coming in and you got to figure out how you're going to take care of them because you know the older crew's not there to help you out like you used to have uh sure okay so there's one main character uh his name is ford crawler uh his mind has been fragmented to a point to where you can't make sense of what's going on in his head he was there he witnessed everything you're trying to get like evidence to be able to fight the bad guy and you can't get the evidence because for some reason, and I won't spoil it to for anybody who wants to play, but for some reason, his mind's been fragmented into three sections, and you actually have to go to each section and unlock each section of it. And there's just a neat little uh, thing they do okay. with, with a mirror, like there's a mirror that's broken, and there's three pieces missing, and you have to put the mirror back together so therefore he can see his entire face, and you know that then that makes uh, him whole again, okay. right? So the mystery really kept me going but I, I love the first game. The first game had a mystery too. So, um, level design though, man, like it, it's not cell shaded, but it, it gives you that vibe sometimes, but they, they leaned really, really hard into the cell shaded function or look of a game on one particular level that has to do with like a sixties rock band. And they, they literally, <laughs> the entire game looks okay. different. Like everything looked amazing. Like I wish I'm going to play through it again, but I need to go in there and take photos and like keep screenshots of this because it was just cool as shit. Like all the stitching looked great. You know, like all of it just looked hand drawn. I kind of wish the whole game looked uh, like that. Okay. It was so pretty. Oh my God. It just looked like the most vibrant coloring book in, in the world. You know, it was just amazing. And I'm playing through it. It was a, 
like Woodstock. Imagine just like a Woodstock poster with all the colors on it and just take that and just slap it into this level. And then you, you have a platforming level that you're trying to push through to find every piece of it and help this one particular person in it. So yeah, I absolutely loved it. But yeah, it's, it's a classic platformer, double jumping. You get psi powers. The psi powers are really cool. That's what makes the game Psychonauts. I mean, so you get pyro, telekinesis, you get a clairvoyance, a levitation, you can manipulate time. Um, you have a psi blast option, and then you have a mental connection options. So all of them are like a puzzly type deal. You have to know when to use which one to get to what you need to get to. So you may not be able to do everything at the very beginning of the game. So keep that in mind as you're playing because you're going to have to go revisit things after you get enough, like mental connection, for example. Uh, If you find the mental connection ability and then you come back to another area, you end up getting a, a device that will find like lost thoughts that are just there's random thoughts is what it's looking for. And as soon as you find them, it actually creates a connection path in the sky or wherever the case may be. And you can mentally connect to them. So you literally shoot your physical body from one place to another, and you can get up to like higher levels or, you know, go to places you couldn't reach before. So, Oh, okay. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. I see the mechanic is, uh, yeah, pretty much a a short pet shortcut to wherever it is you want to go there. Exactly. So it, it was uh, it was very cool how they just kind of fit everything in there. The controls in the game were very solid. I didn't have any issues with that. It was just a blast to play. A um, couple negatives. You do get lost playing through some of the larger levels. <clears throat> I did toward the beginning, trying to find a certain path that they had like really pushed out off to one of the sides. I finally found it eventually after enough just roaming around. But uh-huh. a, tip, a tip for anybody who plays this, scour everything like just walk the whole map before you start jumping and going through doors and everything because you can easily get lost because you've gone past where you needed to go because you can still go to those Mm. places but you need to come you need to come back to the spots where you need to get to progress the story further um the map i wrote down that there's really no map because i never used it it's like it's like drawings. It's like a coloring book that hasn't been colored that just has like points on it that are kind of colored that tell you where things are, but it uh, never shows them okay. in relation to you and things like that. So the map, the map wasn't sure. great for me to use. So I, I found it, saw it and was like, okay, this isn't going to help me. Um, and yeah, the directions that sometimes they'll give you are just kind of vague. So they kind of force you into thinking, you know, where to go next. So I would say this would be like an E10 or up type of game. I wouldn't give this to younger okay. kids or anything. It's not a Mario. You're sure. not just going to run and jump. You're going to have to figure stuff out and it gets kind of intricate sometimes. Um, then I have a couple of nitpicky things. I got to say one thing that kind of bothers me in games. and I'd like to know what you think on this. If you have games you've played that does this where sure. you're, there's an NPC and you had a conversation with them and you're like, okay, I'm done talking to you. And you, go to walk away and it cuts into a storyline because you've just walked up to another character and it automatically pops the next scene and they start talking but the npc is still talking thinking you're standing in front of them so now you have double dialogue yeah i've seen it a few times but i think it should be like an easier thing to like program out just like make the other dialogue stop so you can pay attention to like the main 
thing you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah. And I was really hoping like, to understand that. the cutscene. Right, yeah. and that's what happened. I mean, I kept the subtitles on specifically for that reason. Um, so, uh, yeah, it didn't fix my problem every time because sometimes even the NPCs subtitles would cover up my main character subtitles. I'm like, come on, are you uh, serious? <laughs> so you're both talking, and I can't even read what the one's supposed to be uh, saying that I need to hear. So, so that was that was kind of annoying from time to time. Um, and then th things don't load quickly enough um, before you start to move on to the next part of the game. I've noticed so. <clears throat> and I'm sure that could be easily patched or something. But if like, for example, sure. the game loads and you just know where you need to go, if you go to take off, there was a time, for example, um, there was a swing that you grab a hold of and you swing off and then you jump and let go and, you know, just get you from platform to platform. Mm, and I, okay. I ran straight ahead and jumped to grab the swing and the swing like popped in, but it was too late. And then I, you know, I died, fell down dead start over so i had <laughs> yeah, to slow down yeah um <clears throat> something i thought was kind of cool is that actually there's probably multiples of these in the game but voiceovers jack black does a voice in this game and oh no shit okay yeah and i didn't even recognize it was him at first um i won't spoil because i don't think a lot of people will notice until something happens and it'll be like oh dude that's jack black but uh his character's awesome um favorite part of the game was him absolutely uh with not just him alone but just his particular character in the world it was the one i was talking okay. about with the with the cell shading and everything that I, I fell in love with that whole world and i i think i make a whole game out of that and it would be amazing but uh i'm sure there's other you know big names in this that i just didn't look up but i know jack black has done stuff with double fine before and um yeah i think it was uh I know he played a main character in one of them where he played the, the guitar as one of his weapons. And um, I think it was Brutal Legends, if I remember right, was the name of the game. It was actually pretty fun. So I yeah, wasn't yeah. super surprised to see him in it, but I still was super happy that he still got a good uh, relationship with those guys and he's making games with them. So oh, yeah, man. So that's just kind of my quick take on, on Psychonauts. And I mean, it's getting great reviews. It's just, it's taught. I, I hope it's taught a lot of people out there that you can make an adult game like theme, but still kind of, you know, aim it towards children and then just watch their minds open as, as you play the game and pun intended. Cause you, you do open a lot of minds in this game. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's really, really yeah, good. I'm, I'm glad the game was such a, like a unique, like, you know, generally like wholesome concept is uh, getting really great reviews and it sounds like they did it correctly. They did, you know, the original games, uh, you know, justice. Because I know it's been a large gap since the first one. Yeah, yeah, yep. Feels like that never left, which is exactly the right way to do it. So I was, I was really, really thrilled yeah, with it. Sure. I had a lot of fun. I'll go back. I'll continue more on this one. Absolutely will. Um, the last one I want to talk about before we get into our PlayStation Plus games that we played is Deathloop, and I'm only going to touch on this one. Uh, literally just started playing it yesterday, so I got it. Uh, uh -huh. I, I've been talking about this one a little bit as we go on the show. This is the one where I said, I'm just buying it. I'm not going to have what happened when, you know, for uh, Returnal. I was going to buy Returnal and just take the jump. <laughs> sure. Then I read the sure. reviews and listened to everybody and I didn't make the jump. And I said, forget it. So I'll wait. Well, I said, I'm not doing that twice, you know. So uh -huh. this game, I'm only maybe three hours into it. I've 
pretty much finished the tutorial at this point, and I think I'm ready to really start doing some damage. But this is a hard game to explain, so I won't get super long-winded. I might have to just only play one game until next week and <laughs> only play this one to have time <laughs> to talk about it. But sure, sure. Um, I first things first, man. The game's funny. It is funny. I didn't expect it to have humor, and it does, and it's on point. Oh, I totally <laughs> did, especially since that um, the Sony Showcase trailer. I expected some humor for sure from like some when they uh, released a little more like voice acting in that trailer. Yeah, I expected there to be a little bit of humor. Uh, I'm glad that came through. Well, and like I said, I I I didn't watch anything. I watched the first trailer and I heard about what the game's concept was, and I was done. So I, I only knew overall concept and okay oh okay a little bit of 60s vibe oh okay it's a time loop and you have to kill eight people in 24 hours okay i'm down you know like this sounds awesome Uh so one of the first things he says and i have to quote this is the game has a a live die repeat function so you die you go to the Mm -hmm. beginning you start over it's got roguelike features it is not a roguelike at all sure sure but he dies he comes back and he can't remember anything and one of the first things he says is son of a fuck who am i (laughs) 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 i was like i love this already i'm in i'm in i was like two sentences Uh, in (laughs) so loved it Uh, i was already laughing my head off so it's um it's more stealth driven than i thought it was going to be which I am a fan of. I love stealth games. So yep. that's cool. Um, it has like hacker abilities and stuff in it. So there's a, a tool okay. they give you. It's called a hackamajig, which I, I love the name, which is cool. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can stealth your way through the whole game. You can go and not be seen by anybody, which is awesome. And uh, it's it's just, it's so intricate. I don't know how they came up with this game. I understand why it was delayed, but it um, it's awesome. Like it, it's so far, I'm really digging it. This game's getting 10 out of 10. If nobody out there has read reviews or looked Damn. into that, it's insane. Yeah. So um, I think I did all right, not paying attention and just biting the bullet and jumping on this one, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you're going to not pay attention, the, the 10 out of 10 game is the one to go into, at least a little bit blindly. Right, right. And I didn't care. I, I've already, you know, told enough people if this thing got a four or five, I'm still going to buy it, still going to play it because I love time travel stuff. And I think this is just a very cool concept. Yeah. So there are just a small couple quick things I'll say. You get stuff called trinkets, which are essentially just upgrade abilities. You can add them to your body. You can add them okay. to your weapons. Uh, you get better weapons. You get more trinket slots, so on and so forth. Um, the game has a very Borderlands feel as far as like looking for weapons on the ground, not near as many weapons. Uh, the, you know, I have only seen maybe about mm-hmm. six different types so far, but, uh, you find them, you pick them up, try them out, see if you like them. Don't drop it down, pick up another one, pick the one you did like, whatever. Uh, you can dual wield in this game. Um, you can actually mix uh, okay. up, which is actually very cool. You can, you can mix and have like a machete in one hand and a, a gun in the other hand, or, um, you can just keep your hack jig in one hand to be able to hack like security cameras and, and things that may locate you. Um, you can turn them to your side and, and make them, you know, fight the bad guys if you can find turrets and things. So that's cool. Um, 
there are certain things called slabs that you find in the game, which actually give you powers. Uh, the first one you get is called the reprise. So it actually allows you to, uh, you can die twice. And on the third time, uh, you're dead, okay. dead. Yeah. So this game works differently than um, Returnal, which you've heard us talk about it a lot here. At least you've heard Josh talk about it because I haven't got a chance to play that yet. Uh-huh. You do die, you do start over. However, depending on where you are in the game depends on where you start over in the game. So you do not go clear to the beginning. Uh, so gotcha. it is a bit more forgiving in that, but that is because the game runs by level and by time. So you have 24 hours to kill all four targets or all eight targets, but you don't progress time until you beat a level. So you can go in one level and you can play that level as long as you want and find all the hidden things and kill all oh, the bad guys. Okay. Until you beat that level, time does not move forward. I really like that because that's very video gamey to me. Um, yeah. So similar to like Returnal, like you, you've played, you know, you put a quarter in, you play Donkey Kong, you die, you start at the beginning. You don't start, you know, you lost your last life. You go back to the right. beginning, right? So it is yeah. very video gamey in that aspect. This is a little more forgiving, but it's still very, very video gamey. Uh, and, I, and I love that. Um, you get get grenades in the game as well. So you do have uh, three different types of those. It's one grenade that you actually tell it what to do before you throw it, which I like. So that's kind of neat. Something different. Okay. It can okay. be a proximity grenade. It can be a explosive grenade. And I believe the other one is a, an electrical. No, um, it's like a mine. Um, they just step on it and kaboom. So um, style of the game, I already mentioned a little bit. It's like a 60 style um this is the best way i can explain it to people if you know what the show lost is and you know what austin powers is put them together <laughs> <laughs> that's such a weird combo man it is right so uh, but i feel like that fits from what i know about it it, it feel like feels like that fits yeah because yeah. you're in a world it's opened you're kind of on an island you're stuck in a loop there's only so many places you can go. That's how lost is. You can't go anywhere. You can uh -huh. go to all these weird places on the island, but everything looks like you've just been dropped in Austin Powers' living room because of the style. Like there's these crazy drop lamps. There's neon scattered here and there. And uh, the music that's playing and everything even kind of goes with it. So, you know, the TV okay. sets, okay. TV sets have red casings or green casings. You know what I mean? Like it's very sixties for, for sure. You can tell they went for it hard yeah. and it looks really good. It's just hip colors is, is the way I would describe it. Everything's pretty hip. <laughs> Some of our listeners may not have a clue what that even means, but just, just Google Austin powers. That's hip. Um, but there are, uh, Bioshock vibes to it as well. Uh, because, uh, okay. Okay. It is first person. Um, your slabs give you ab abilities. So you'll be, there's a couple slabs that like, you can actually like just literally blow people up with them. You know what I mean? They're, they're crazy over the top okay. powers. So haven't yeah. got those yet. I've only got the one. So I'm looking forward to getting to it, but, um, it's got an art, uh, like a parkour running, um shooting run and gun kind of aspect to it so i mean if you get caught and you can get away it's got the mobility in the game to do it so it's pretty cool um it's it's very fluid i love the way it all feels um the way that the left stick works is different than any game i've ever played 
So, I mean, left stick, you click in and you run forward. That's very common. Sure. But you click yep, in and you standard. move left. You click in, you move right. Those are dodges, which is totally different. Oh, yeah, okay. right. It's you click in. A, yeah, it's usually a, a right hand button. Yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, a bumper, or it's like some kind of a you know, you, you push left or right on the stick and hit circle and you'll dodge or something, right? Um, yeah, it's all built into the stick, which is different. And if you click and pull down, you like do a, a, a dodge backwards, so you can get away from somebody swinging at you or something a little quicker. So it's uh, it's really cool because it gives you like the tutorial it opens it up and it says go like that's just the way this game feels to me go do whatever the hell you want if you die you're going to restart okay. you got two chances if you don't die and you make it through the level it gives you a warning you have found everything you need you can move into the end of it or you can continue to play and you can find more like evidence so that you can nail down these eight people you got to find or you can say, oh, okay, I've, I've got enough evidence. I want to move into the next level and, you know, move time forward. So, and when you're finished, it will tell you like the things you did find and the things you didn't find. And if you want to go back and visit them later, you can go back and visit them later. So it's okay. super, super unique uh, is the quickest last thing I'll say. So check it out. If you guys are interested in something you've never played before, this is a game like no other. Is exactly in one of the IGN, I think it was IGN's review. That is the final sentence that he has. It is a game like no other. That is the truth. Huh. So Hell yeah, man. Check it out for sure. Okay, I have talked enough. Josh, it's up to you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Take it over. Oh man. Yeah, man. PS plus games, man. Mm. I picked up uh as we announced last time, I went for Hitman 2. Mm-hmm. And it is like precision the game. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, the opening like sequence of that game, like I anticipated be like, okay, you know, you sneak around, you kind of like you, you disable a couple cameras, you find like a hidden like key for like the computer. Okay, it's all pretty standard tutorial stuff. And then like a bunch of dudes show up, and it's not like five guys i swear god there's like 25 dudes in that house there's some dumb amount of people in that house i'm like how am i supposed to take anyone out with anyone else like not seeing me this is the beach and house right yeah okay yeah and you, it's like uh, the mission is you gotta like uh go in there find the evidence and then kill the target right sounds all very like very big basic like hitman sort of stuff but it took me like probably four or five times before I didn't die. And uh, <laughs> is you don't, you don't like the target moves and they like have like dialogue. And if they hear mm. something, they'll like, she'll like run into her safe house. And the moment you think safe, she'll like run across the beach to like her like takeoff point. And you know, like mm. either stop her before she gets there or stop her while she's there. And there's like 10 dudes around that area too. Like, yeah. Like, they don't like lit up on you at all it wasn't until i beat that to like i got to like the actual tutorial portion of the game like <laughs> oh yeah here's all these other things you can do and how yeah. many did, like ways you can do it I'm like that would have been nice to get up front and that may be my like only complaint about the game so far because i probably only have three-ish hours into it okay but i think i would have much preferred 
the tutorial up front rather than trying to integrate introduce the game too fast mm. uh at some at a certain point it does allow you to um stop what you're doing there and go back and play hitman one because apparently they have to be like direct sequels to each other because they gave me like a full warning like hey you can do this or you know and then you're safe to move on to two um but pretty much a disclaimer like you go on there's spoilers to one if you ever decide to go back and play it right that's how i took it. yeah right so did you play more stealth Man, or did you play more shoot oh dude you cannot do a firefight in this game like you can there are weapons to do it this is not a firefight game i tried the firefight and <laughs> i instantly got wrecked because you are just as fragile as your enemies yeah like every other dude you're in that game like even like the basic baddies and just guy walk around with like a pistol you're just as fragile as those guys yep you're uh, right yeah i remember I that level they uh yeah is they like let you like have a bunch of stuff they like there's like the safe room they let you into and there's like shotguns and, like yeah frag grenades and like a knife and all sorts of goodies in there and yeah you can very easily kill people but it's not like you're playing like deus ex and trying to do stealth and like oh no i got caught but i'm a robot man so i'm gonna shoot everybody right and kill them all no you are not durable yeah not durable. <laughs> i was very surprised uh as to how quickly it went down because a lot of times we'll make the protagonist you know a little extra durable like if you're playing call of duty or something you can get hit hmm. with a few bullets and you know you'll go down kind of quickly but it lets you recover and stuff but if you get cornered too bad and there are a lot of guys in this level they will corner you and you will go down very quickly <laughs> now if i remember right this is the same one where she's like she's like downstairs in like a kitchen or some sort of a dining room combo and she yeah. she walks upstairs and there's like security everywhere in her house and then there's like an escape boat on the beach or something you have to get to after you kill her yeah that's your escape boat yeah yeah right yeah that's yours i remember um i killed everyone in the room by taking them and i i would just just use my piano wire and sm smoked them they're all done and then took them into the bathroom and just left them all in there there's just a huge pile of, of dudes in the bathroom <laughs> yeah yeah oh man and to that point it seems like anything you've ever seen in a stealth game like you can do in this game like shove yep. people in lockers and like freezers i choke them out like the grout wire you have like a silenced pistol you can shoot people with and which is actually absurdly accurate yeah um if you can pretty much point at the center you're going to hit whatever you're pointing at yeah <laughs> i actually took a really cool clip of uh the lady like running away and i just run the corner pull out the pistol and it's like <laughs> get a like a headshot from like 300 feet away which is ridiculous <laughs> like that should not have been that easy but that's video gaming um <laughs> uh, yeah, very much so yeah you can do cool stuff like you know knock people out take their clothes and certain people won't care to look at you directly yeah. and the people like know their whole crew and they'll definitely see you and they're uh, you can spot them by an indicator but i think that first level i think everyone has an indicator correct so you can't get away with a disguise yeah yep. you really have to go very slowly watch everyone's movements you know sit there for a good 30 seconds to a minute to figure out where else you need to travel it could be only 10 feet it's it very much a game of patience yeah 
I, I love uh, the best thing about Hitman is just the randomness of all of it because you would think that the game has some sort of like path, but it doesn't. Like you can literally do whatever the hell you want and like things just all change into different branches and you have no clue what's going to happen uh-huh. next. Because I remember yeah. that I remember that level was one of the ones I died on though, but I, that uh, the, the main girl you have to kill uh, first thing I usually try and do is just kill the main person right away and just see what happens <laughs> just because it's like, why not? Oh, me too. Yeah. And I think she had sat down to like drink a cup of coffee or something and her head was, she was facing away from me. And I just, I just popped her in the back of the head and her, you know, her, her, she'd fall out of the chairs. Her head just fell onto the table. And I was like, I wonder if anybody's even going to know she's dead. Like she just looks like she's asleep now, you know? And for just a split second, I thought it was going to work because nobody was paying attention to her. And then just as I got my hope to the point where like, oh, dude, no shit. I'm just going to walk out of here. And then it was just like, wait, what's going on? Oh, no. And they all, and then they all rushed to her and I'm like, son of a. And then they all turn uh, red and they are trying to find me. Like, Damn it. <laughs> a scatter like a swarm of angry wasps and yep. they find yep. you pretty quickly. Yep, yeah, no, I tried do. the same exact thing. I'm like, let's see how hard this game is. And then I did exactly that. I didn't even move from the spot they started me in for the right. cutscene. Nope, did not work. Did not work <laughs> in my favor. But it's fun, right? I mean, it's like uh, a it's it's like a very intricate stealth puzzle, right? Yeah, it is pretty good. Uh, I think I might actually come back to this one a little bit, but mm. I gotta be like in the mood. Like this is not one to oh, play yeah. when you're like tired and like off a super long day something just chill with this is a thinking focused kind of game yes yes 100 (laughs) percent you do have to be in the mood for after the yeah after the opening sequence it takes you into some cut scenes or gives you a little background and a lot of the dialogue and stuff is pretty cheesy but it's very classic like spy thriller movie kind of lines (laughs) and stuff and i'm like it's a little bit dumb but i'm but i'm kind of digging it like yeah. it's not like the greatest writing ever but it's so on theme yep i'm like okay this is pretty cool i might have to explore more of this story yeah one of those where you, you know they knew what they had so they're like let's have a little fun with it <laughs> yeah exactly but yeah afterwards they actually let you get to the to the tutorial um it really does a pretty good job of letting you uh, explore the game and teaching you the different mechanics and hmm. why you should do things when and you know, like different like ideas like you know if you're going to get into the airplane hangar you should grab a mechanics uh, set of clothes you know go find out go find and kill or knock out a mechanic steal his stuff okay now you can walk in um, you know unscathed or mm-hmm. uh, even unnoticed uh, at one point I took a security guards uh, costume and you know, just locked in the front gate, some stuff. Uh, and the NPCs do not have good dialogue <laughs> no. because I went in that. <laughs> it's not good. It, it's very, <laughs> it's very kind of dumb. Uh, with that same in that same situation, the guys are like, oh, the security's gonna be real good, good tonight, bro. And I'm like, <laughs> why would you say that? That makes <laughs> no sense. He's like very stoked that I walked in. Like, oh yeah, security's here. <laughs> okay yeah i'm glad you didn't see me knock that guy the fuck out like 10 feet away to you from you in this booth to steal his clothes but yeah nice that's awesome uh fuck yeah that's great yeah hitman is is really fun when you're in the mood for it 
it is a great series. I love it. Yeah, it, if you're in something slow, if you're wanting something slower paced and really methodical, definitely the game for you. Yep. Um, I played some Overcooked. Uh, we talked about this, so the all-you-can-eat version, I believe they called it, right? Uh-huh, yeah. Um, I, I actually found out after I announced I was going to pick this one that this is essentially just one and two with all the DLC, so there's nothing different about this game. So uh, It's not a new one? No. Okay. Yeah, I so I, I was a bit bummed when I found that out, So, but I, I still played it, but I've already played it once I realized all that. Uh-huh. So... Uh, the best thing I have is just a funny story. Uh, this is Overcooked 1 and 2 with all the DLC. So if you've already played Overcooked, it's it's stupid fun and, a, and can be kind of maniacal yeah. sometimes too. <laughs> <laughs> Overcooked is a ton of fun. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I played this. Uh, it was later uh, one evening that we played. It was, it was past my wife's bedtime more or less. But um, it's to the point where you're on the level where the vans are moving. Uh, or no, no, not the vans. This was the ice where the ice is moving through the middle and you're on like a okay. plunk of ice on okay. either side and you got to go from one side to fry your fish and your fries to go to the other side where you got to fry, you know, cut potatoes or, you know, cut fish or whatever. Right. Sure. Sure. And yeah. the baskets come out of the deep fryer and I mean, all of this stuff can be fucked up in, in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was just a moment where uh, you have that conversation like, okay, you need to do fish. I'm going to do potatoes, but we have to do them in that order. And then I'll do the cutting part and then I'll do the deep frying, but you're going to have to do the dishes, you know, like that whole conversation you have. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. The whole strategy. Yep. So we do that. We had that conversation and like, it wasn't even like the third dish we we're trying to serve. Uh, my wife, had taken out the basket that you need to fry the fish or fries in and like uh-huh. dropped it on the ground. So it wasn't in the fryer no more. And I had to run over there and pick it up and put it back in and then run back over to get my job because she wasn't paying attention to what I was like. You just left the fryer on the ground. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> so she's <laughs> halfway panicking, right? Like, no, okay, I got this. I got this. And then I fixed that problem. We switched roles real quick because you got to do that. I'm like, well, now I'm over here, so I'm going to do this, and now you do that. Okay, and then I'm like, you need to put – I need fries now. We're about to lose the order. I need the fries. You have to drop the fries now. (laughs) And no shit, and I'll try to explain – I'll try to explain this the best I can for all of our audio listeners, but she literally stands in front of the fryer with the fry bag in her hand with the potatoes already in it, and she literally just goes left, right, left, right, left, right, and never drops it. Like she literally just like dances in front of the fryer, but never puts it down. <laughs> she aimed to the left, uh-huh. pushed the button, nothing happens. So she drops the fryer on the countertop. Then she has to pick it back up. And then she goes to the right and she drops the fry bag on the right side of the uh, countertop. Yeah. <laughs> and I like put it in the fucking <laughs> fryer. <laughs> like she picks it up. She does that like oh, three man. times. And I, I, I had no more words because I already knew it's way past her bedtime and it we're done right uh, i just i just <laughs> took the controller home button or playstation button whatever you'd like to say and i go playstation 5 rest mode controller on the dock took the controller out of her hand put it on the dock it's past your bedtime 
end of story. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. The look yeah, on her face. Defense, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> the controls in that game can be pretty wonky because I've gotten frustrated oh, yeah. with the same damn thing. Like yeah. I'm pointing towards the Reich's cooker. Quit driving the rice on the fucking floor. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. They're great games. And they're, it's not yeah. always that broken, but the placement can be rather finicky sometimes, especially yeah. when you're in a panic and in a hurry, which is yeah. the entire damn game. This was definitely not a game breakage thing. This was definitely my wife in panic mode because I'm like, I need the fries. We got to do this. You know, we're trying to get to the next level. And Jimmy's just, it was uh-huh. just, just her face to look at her face and see the sheer loss in her eyes of like, what the hell uh-huh. <laughs> was enough for me. Okay, we're yeah. done. We've been together long enough. We've been together 20 years. I know we're done. <laughs> yeah. You need sleep. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When I, <laughs> When my wife and I, uh, when we played Overcooked, there were definitely some times like, okay, we're both getting a little irritable and we're getting tilted and we're both <laughs> playing like dog shit. We're just going to yeah. hit the home button, turn the switch off. We're going to call it quits and watch The Office for a little bit. That's right. That's right. Palette cleanse. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Hell yeah. Exactly. Oh, All man. right. Well, I think that's um, it for our, play- our picks, right? So, um, yeah. We don't have a bunch of news, but uh, we're still going to we're going to kick it to the news real quick and we'll be right back. Okay, so Halo Infinite Beta, I just need to make this announcement because you're going to be hearing this episode uh, just a couple days before this happens. So hopefully you guys have signed up. Because September 24th, yeah. guys, yeah, Halo Infinite Beta is coming again. They're doing another flight. So, and they're opening it up. So, we're going to get some 4v4 real people. Uh, the bots are going to be there, but they're not going to be as prevalent from everything I've seen. Uh, big Team Battle. So, that's going to be fun. Big Team Battle is always a, a big fan favorite after after Halo. Uh, I believe it's Halo, Halo 4 brought Big Team Battle. So, and okay, we're okay. capture the flag should show up and um oddball so from from what i'm reading so that could be some speculation but i'm still okay. excited um ready for some halos so hell yes hell yeah dude it's coming along man game is slowly but surely making its way here yep december 5th so not too much further away it's gonna be fun have a blast with it some game pass hell yeah 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 dude that that's the biggest news I wanted to bring up because we have a, a bigger topic to talk about, but I definitely wanted to to let everybody know about that so you can get in there and sign up on HaloWaypoint.com and get your account ready because if you're on there, that that's your chance to get into the beta before they open it up to everybody so you can get in for for early access. Hell yeah. Yeah, make them moves. Topic of the show. We've been hinting at this one. We hinted last episode. We uh want to get into some <laughs> several versions. times yeah right yeah several times that's oh, yeah, right man. several times <laughs> yeah immersion in games right so we, we talk about that a lot so yeah it's a, it's a big topic man mm-hmm. what makes you feel immersed in games the most would you say what do you think is there something that stands out to you i think so and it's been a semi-recent like realization, especially as I was playing Returnal, because it's not a story-heavy game, yet I felt fully immersed in the world I was playing oh. in. 
and I think what affects me a lot in immersion is like the environment. Like I like it when mm. the environment does a lot of storytelling on its own, like all sorts of clues, you know, right away there's statues of like, uh, you know, an older civilization that you know you're not in a new place. Like it, it helps build the world right away. Um, there's a bunch of these aliens that are instantly wondering like, oh, did they get taken over? Did they get destroyed? Why mm. are these aliens here and not the you know, civilization? Um, you know, just like the sounds, the and even like some of the music, just overall without like a lot of character interaction, a lot of dialogue, like the environment can really just pull you into a game. Mm-hmm. That, that that's and, a good uh, one. Another, yeah, yeah. Another good example of that is uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Obviously, right away uh, in the early sequences when you're playing as Aloy as a kid, um, she tumbles down that cave and instantly into like. Um, part of the metal world as I call it like you know the spot with like old somehow working or you know covered up in you know your cave calcium like technology you know Mm -hmm. there's like dead calcified people it was like um you know old voice records you can use but she finds that focus when she's a kid and you can really explore like what looks like to be an old yet futuristic kind of like spot with all you know the automatic automatic opening doors and all the high-tech stuff you know star trek underground pretty much yeah and just the whole like sequence of that walking through it like it automatically tells you like this isn't just like an ancient like civilized civilized world you know because you know you're part of like the nora tribe very uh native american and uh, inspired and the whole sequence just just kind of like tells the story on its own like there was something highly advanced here. There wasn't established people here, but something happened and, and these people were trapped here. Why were they trapped here? You know, it kind of raises all these questions on its own. So, I mean, the environment can do almost more than what the character interactions can do as far as world building goes. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the world would probably keep you in there the most, but then it also spurs up just listening to you talk there as well. It, it really brings up a lot of questions which then the story kind of answers which then still adds to the emergent so you're going to have uh you know all of those things working together in symphony you know really really is really what brings you in but i I can see the world being the first thing honestly um obviously i go we play a lot of ghost um i i definitely play uh you know grand theft auto and I have played all those, you know, from the get-go. And those those games have a story, but yeah, the story sure. was never the, the heaviest part. A lot of people I remember playing the game because of the world. It's absolutely the reason they went in. They're like, holy yeah. shit, like there's a whole like, this is like a whole part of New York I'm driving around in on Grand Theft Auto 3, you know? And they, it, uh-huh. they were just there. Like it... I'll be honest, if I stopped playing a game for long enough, like I could not tell you right now the entire story of Grand Theft Auto 3. But if I started playing that game, I could go to the exact point where I know exactly everything is because I already know it. Like I uh-huh. have the world memorized. I know it's in my head. Yeah. The map or, you know, call it the map, call it the world. But you remember, I think I'll, at least me, you remember more of what you see or visualize more than what you've, you're kind of hearing and yeah in a video game i think that it's heightened because you're doing that thing too in that you know area right right yeah 
you're, you're like also exploring the environment uh, you know and yeah you know the character dialogue does help because you know um Aloy comes into that kind of fresh i mean that not really spoilers but those areas are you know forbidden for the, her people to mm-hmm. go into that comes up very early um in that in the story in the opening like cussing and stuff but yeah so you know it always already tells you like these you know through that you know, people are like afraid or something of that as well yeah yeah well and you know the other thing of it is, is like you'll stay immersed in a video game clear to the end because of level design or environments yeah, or you know yeah, worlds like you're staying yeah. even past the point of like the story like you're like man eh, the story's just okay but man this is just a cool ass place to be you know and you you yeah. might even get like a crappy ending but you don't hold that too much against the game until you know you realize like oh wait like the the world's itself really is why i played this yeah it wasn't because of the story and then you just kind of forgive it all <laughs> yeah yeah a little bit yeah yeah for sure yeah i, I would say that i agree with you Nick, what's uh oh yeah man uh what's your what's your take what what makes you feel the most immersed in a game i, I would say i would have to probably agree with what you're saying i mean it, environments are huge and they're what you play around in so that's if that doesn't feel right or doesn't match up not mm-hmm. to really not to really your expectations but to what's happening on the screen um it doesn't even have to be believable anymore because all these games are so fantastical and and amazing yeah um but they just have to it, it might be a combination for me i know worlds worlds up there environments you know level design you know call it whatever you want but controls are huge too because controls will break you like they'll break break you out of the experience instantly so yeah they can controls i don't know might nudge it out a little bit because if the game doesn't control well then who cares uh one of the games i can think of is like driver three is by far one of the most hated of driving games ever so um and for good cause it they had a great concept they were trying to compete with grand theft auto and they just did a bad job they should have just stayed in their own market stay in their own lane and just had a Mm -hmm. fun and just difficult souls like driving game i don't need to get out of the car there's no big deal just don't don't even make that a thing but that's that's the level the, the game decided to take you out of the car and put you on foot and the game felt fun when you were in the cars, when you're driving and going through the levels in the world and everything was good. Uh-huh. As soon as you got out of the car, everything changed. The controls were terrible. You know, they, you know, the animations were bad looking and, you know, and that's, that's an environment. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's a third person game, you can see your character, that's environment. Yeah, breakage. for sure. So, yeah. Um, Another one would be cyberpunk, more of a more of a new, um, you know, up to date example uh, that more people okay, sure. listening have played probably, and the same concept, you know, really fun when it worked good. Um, loved loved <laughs> yeah. the world in that game. Man, did they flush the hell out of that world and had a lot going on and a lot. I mean, I have I have a book up to my right that is my cyberpunk book that just talks about the history of you know the city and, and everything. So um, I don't know. I'd probably have to say controls because 
obviously okay. that game that game had more problems than controls you know it did have control issues but <laughs> right right yeah. i think i think you could put the prettiest game in front of me and uh botch the controls and i'd be like okay i can't i, I just can't do it no more because yeah i wouldn't be able to play in it like what really gets you immersed is like more of like a fluid experience right yeah so, nothing discontinuous everything is consistent in its theme the, i mean the controls interact well so a very uh seamless very fluid um gameplay experience is kind of what you're looking for yeah fluidity right <laughs> <laughs> yeah i can get that for sure man because like you said obviously if like a mechanic is clunky or you know something glitches out it just it just pulls you out because mm. now you're frustrated as to why this isn't working so like if you if everything works seamlessly, you're that much more adept to like just be in the world which you're playing in. Right, right. Which goes to say like why we want developers to take their time and we're okay with delays because they can yeah. make all of that happen. <laughs> so yeah, for sure. <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think uh I think yeah, that's what I'm gonna go with. But your answer is super solid, super solid. Yeah, man. And to your note, um, what uh, can you, what's something specific that like breaks immersion? I see that's our, our next uh, bullet point here. Probably <clears throat> breaking immersion for me. Oh man, I'm trying to think of the biggest thing. I mean, broken controls would definitely do it, but I don't know if that's the it's a cheap answer <laughs> it's not really <laughs> it, it can't be the same for both you know so yeah i mean controls definitely get me into it and keep me there but i would i would say like i don't know if i want to use the word guidance um i, I i'm kind of thinking about sci or um psychonauts right uh just talked about okay. it a little bit so Solid controls, looks great, environments are awesome, the world's amazing. But like when the subtitles would talk over each other, that broke my immersion. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. yeah. When um, when I the, the game loaded and I took off to jump onto the, the swing and it wasn't there, that, that broke the immersion. It's like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> yeah, and then, you know, just getting lost, like frustration. I guess frustration is what would break the immersion uh, for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, cause now you're not in it no more. Like you've completely come out of the game and now you're just yourself angry. You know what I mean? I think I'd have to go with frustration. Yeah. Just thinking it out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting because it's, it could be um, the game's fault or it could just be because you're having a rough time with something. I can, yeah. I can definitely see. Yeah, because if I'm getting my ass kicked in Dark Souls, um, I'm no longer immersed in the world. I'll focus on beating the shit out of the thing that's beating the shit out of me. Right, so, yeah. right, exactly. You, you become, uh, yeah, you kind of put the blinders on. You only have like one focus now. You're not really in the world as much, right? Or you don't even want to be in it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very solid answer. Um, what I was thinking of is like poor writing. I, um, mm. Like I mentioned, and Hitman, and yeah. you know it was cool that I knocked out the security guard and 
and took his stuff as a disguise and was like, oh, security's, good. <clears throat> security's gonna be tight tonight, bruh. And I'm like, <laughs> right, okay. I was feeling like a cool spy as I walked right by you and then you had to say that dumbass line. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not like you could have walked by uh, and he would have been like, hey, what's up, Jeff? You know, like just thought you were the security guard. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he could have said something like, hey man, how's it going? And right. I just would have walked by and I'm right. like, okay that's basic environmental stuff yeah but they had to be like way too amped with this one guy walks through the security gate yeah right um you know games like you know this is Tsushima and like horizon have such good dialogue but like it, it immerses you even more because all the voice acting is really good mm-hmm. you know, and all the writers did an incredible job of going through like just scene after scene after scene of like unique dialogue yeah so if like the dialogue's lay up like weak or like the voice act voice acting is kind of rough it's kind of pick up on that stuff a little bit and i'm mm. like ah it doesn't always pull me out for long because a lot of times like you know not every line is going to be you know like top notch right these these writers have to write pages and pages of stuff but, right you know that's not always like a lot and then but that one just kind of like floored me for a little bit and it, it fully took me like a little bit to get back into it yeah no yeah that that makes sense writing writing would would be up there too probably because i mean that kind of went with the dialogue overlapping dialogue example of mine because mm-hmm. i mean that's yeah who wants to listen to two people talk at the same time and you're supposed to know what they're both saying i don't <laughs> right, one, one right. at a time one at a time <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah something like uh like borderlands 3 i thought was a great from a gameplay standpoint and like those i mentioned before those level designers need a damn raise because mm. those levels looked incredible and were like very well laid out but like for me a lot of the humor didn't hit so like i had to be like a dumb joke and like uh let's go back to the firefighting please <laughs> yeah yep let yeah, me play kind of pulls you out for a second yeah and I thought the game was great overall, but that's definitely like one of the few things about that game. Like, okay, I'm no longer on this cool moon doing the thing. I'm listening to you saying something stupid, and now I got to get back into this cool moon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, like thinking about it and other games, and listening to you talk about some that brought up memories of other games. It's like there's probably not a game that exists that's like completely immersed someone to where they don't have any you know qualms with it or problems um, sure sure i guess uh you know this isn't even in the notes but i'm just kind of kind of pulling this one out what would you say to this point because i have my answer um sure. what would you say is the most immersive game that you've played to date Ooh. huh yeah i I think I'll have to come back to Horizon. And there's a few mm. things in that game that does break me a little bit. But I feel like just the creatures and how they move, um, the environments, how they're laid out, uh, you know, everything with the new technology versus old. I think it's just all very well constructed. Aloy kind of talked to herself. I know a lot of people thought she talked too much, and sometimes yeah. that was true. Um, but her just kind of like being a person out on her own, making her own commentary, I thought was kind of was pretty relatable. So, I mean, I was very much, I mean, this is, you know, a personal preference thing too, because I was very much like interested in the world and that stuff like that is right up my fucking alley. Yeah. So <clears throat> I got into it very easily. 
and there's some, some stuff like when you go to the t- when you go to the characters it very like quickly snaps you to like face-to-face dialogue oh so it's not very a smooth transition but overall it's um you know nothing crazy but sure i just thought with like all the effort in that voice acting because everyone sounded not like they're just making lines but they're like actually talking throughout the game kind of helped as well it makes made me more invested in, in the characters and you know when uh new robots and stuff came out like you could hear like the slight panic and fear in Ailey's voice as you're making her dodge around and as like things are oh, yeah. crashing around you and you know if i was if i was wearing my surround sound headset i'm sure i would hear it from side to side which probably would have immersed me even more yeah um but i think the sound design in that game is also incredible all the futuristic mm. sounds they don't sound cheesy like a star trek or like an old star trek or something they <laughs> sound very unique um no game no other game sounds like it either yeah i think just through the environment storytelling and through like the sound design really got me into that game yeah yeah i know that that makes total sense if i had to pick top five uh yeah she would that that definitely would be in a top five for me um i was i was thinking for me it's going to be it'd have to be ghost of shishima because that was close for me yeah yeah it's just uh probably because i i lean real hard into you know the um the culture you know um i love samurai stuff and, and and all that but that game it didn't do anything hyper realistic which you you hear that all the time so everything was just right yeah. on point and we've discussed you know like the colors and stuff they may have taken a touch more to just kind of accent them but not hyper realism yeah. you know yeah. um i think yeah i that and being able to you know not fully relate to Jin, you're not going to be able to do that but to know that like sure. he seemed like a very grounded character that you could relate to you know like holy shit, he's going through all this yeah. stuff and, you know, he's, you know, a good person, but he has to do bad things and everybody can relate with that, I think. So, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I love sci-fi and Aloy would definitely be up there. Uh, probably number two or three, honestly, probably number two. Um, but man, that Ghost did everything so good and it, all made sense and it was a game where also if you screwed up in that game you knew it was your fault like i I got mad a lot obviously because it's not an easy game (laughs) yeah but i i was always like okay get back on that horse and i always did to the point where i knew it wasn't my fault which meant i wasn't broken out of the experience either it was just like i had the same feeling i would have had in real life if i failed at doing something it's like not this time you know i'm going back in there you know so yeah yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, this was a close second for me for sure because there's a lot of those i don't want to say scenes because they're not cutscenes or anything but you know you're Mm. you're going your quest and you're riding on your horse side by side with whoever you're going to quest on Mm, yeah that was a great like immersive opportunity you're still in the environment they don't make you kind of like suffer through the like traversing Mm. path to get there they give you something to do that you're watching a conversation it all feels very natural when they're talking so i thought that i got i got really into those uh parts of like side quests and stuff oh yeah and the reason it didn't win out over horizon is because of the face-to-face cutscenes. i mm. feel like horizon did a really good job you can tell it's a touch just i mean just a touch dated when um the side character motions because you can tell they all picked from a set oh yeah they all sequence sequence differently mm-hmm. you could tell they all use about the same motions 
um but all, the detail on all the characters like faces and stuff still made it pretty good and uh Tsushima doesn't it doesn't uh go into that close view it stays out in your third person view and you're still having yeah. a pretty good conversation with side characters but they're not as well written and you don't get like the facial expressions and the dialogue kind of intricacies mm-hmm. um, that um horizon does yeah which it doesn't have to because the game is you know awesome but oh, yeah. something horizon <laughs> did did a little bit better than Tsushima did even yeah that's fair that makes me want to dig in and look to see if uh if horizons like scenes like that were full in-game engine or if they were separately rendered and just plugged into scenes or plugged into situations you know like a situational uh tactile uh, you know you get to the point and then it pops into that um because i honestly can't remember um thinking back if that was load screens in between each one of those or if it was literally like on the yeah. fly it was kind of on the fly. So you okay. go talk to the person and then it immediately flashed to the face-to-face thing. So oh. that, would, that would make me think that maybe not um, right. in-game. But well, it would that, be like that gives them the scene. edge then. So maybe we see that in Ghost of Tsushima yeah. too and smooth out some of that kind of stuff and give us an extra detail. That would be very cool. That'd be yeah. very cool. Oh, yeah. yeah. So another question uh, just coming up here. So VR2 is in plans, right? I know you've you've not played VR uh, from what I uh, remember on the show. Yeah, okay. not not at any point ever have I played anything in VR. Yeah. So there there's rumors and there's patents that they're going to be putting like DualSense functionality into this VR system, um, the controllers That's especially. Crazy. Right. So yeah. they're going to have to shrink it down even further somehow. So I think that might be a game changer because VR is fun. I have just the regular PSVR right now. And it, I think getting rid of the cords would be the first thing to do. And then I think the second yeah. thing would be to you know have these controllers. So hopefully we'll see if they get rid of the cords or not. But um, yeah, I mean, you maybe potentially being a VR fan, what does this, what does this do for you? Is this, does, do you think VR makes uh, makes a difference for you, even though you haven't played anything, do you think that could be a, a topple? Ooh. Maybe I think. What would take that over the edge for me is if that whole system, if it has headphones with it, I'm not sure if it does. Yeah, yeah, they do. You plug um, them straight in. Yep. They gotta be surround sound headphones. Okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah, mine's only a 5.1, so you know, I get I get the side the diagonals and then directly in front of me. So I don't I don't mm. hear when things go behind me. Mm. But even just like playing games like Deus Ex when I first got these, you know, you're walking by somebody and you hear the conversation go past the side of you. That's that's yeah. immersive shit yeah so if, if it had that with otherwise it look i'm just controlling uh my reticule by moving my head mm-hmm. i'm guessing i haven't like i said i haven't played any vr at all so that's how i'm kind of envisioning it like give me the sound and everything and it, it probably is more immersive because you know that encompasses your whole vision but if they can incorporate a surround sound along with that i think that would be i think that'd be it i think that'd be game changing in the vr like universe for sure yeah yeah i mean vr's gonna be the next thing i would say in our lifetime at least my lifetime maybe um that can add immersion by becoming better you know so Mm -hmm. because the screens are going to get better in them the technology is going to get better that you know you're allowed to to make for them so uh, vr could be the end game 
when it comes to immersion, the final yeah. you know, straw. So I'm sure at some point that's where the market will go. Yeah, yeah. I I, I know uh, it's it's a slow roll with PlayStation and, and PSVR, and I'm I'm happy they're still supporting it. Um, I need to give mine a little bit more love every once in a while, but VR, the the biggest thing I think about just outside of it is I don't play a lot of VR now just because of kind of the inconvenience, I guess is the word for it. But I think if you could get rid of all the inconveniences and dumb everything down to a simple, like, you know, Doc Brown headset or Doc Doc Brown uh-huh. sunglasses, right? From Back to the Future right, 2. Right. Just wrap around, put them on, plug in some headphones, and you're in. There, there's where you have it, I think. Um, because VR Oculus and a couple other ones are completely wireless and they're kind of small. They're not as small as that, but uh-huh. my mine's a little cumbersome. You know, it's the PSVR itself has like a 15 foot cable that you have to coil up every time you're done playing. And, you know, I mean, I have a nice little stand for it and stuff, but it's still like, I got to drag it out and then I got to, you know, get this turned (laughs) on. And then I got to, so I think, I I do think VR is the end all beat all, but I do think it's got time to go. Like you said, eventually it will veer that direction, but who knows how long before it gets to that point of convenience. Yeah, I can't imagine anything breaking your immersion more than accidentally stepping on the cord and trying to <laughs> yank the headset off your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I have seen, there's, I think, oh, who, I can't remember who it is. I can't remember what company. I'm not sure if it's Oculus, but somebody has like a slightly less expensive like wireless headset and it's gotten some pretty good hmm. uh, reviews as far as like its responsiveness and everything. So I don't think we're that far from like, a, you know, efficient wireless like VR set. Nice. Yeah. That's what I'd be down for. I'm, I'm really hoping that's PS VR too, but eh, we'll see what happens. But um, mm-hmm. I, I can say this much, like obviously being a gamer for, uh, you know, over 30 years now, it's like nothing is more immersive than right now. Yeah. It's just, it's getting to that uh-huh. point every day. It's better. Um, I think we'll have yeah, a conversation at some point on the show. I mean, who knows how many years it'll happen, but um, we might be having a conversation of, you know what? I played the first game that I had zero immersion breakage and it was the best video game experience I've ever had, you know, something uh-huh. better than horizon, you know, maybe, maybe we have it, uh, maybe <laughs> we have it in six months when we play uh, forbidden West, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's hope so, man. I have, yeah. I have big expectations. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. All right. Well, I think that we'll call that the end of the the topic of the show for now. And we'll get onto our game shout outs and and head out for the episode. Sound good? Uh, Yeah, man. All right. Well, I am going to just shout out real quick one I have mentioned slightly in the past, but it's gaining some exposure, guys. So go and check it out. I'm going to put links below. Uh, It's called Spectre. Uh, This is the, the fans that wanted to have splinter cells spy versus mercs are making the spy versus mercs on their own and it's called specter so it's going to be a like a 2v2 type game and this game is being made by two guys they're just super fans of what splinter cell did 
and nobody else is doing it. And they're both game developers and they decided to kind of just step off on their own uh, during the pandemic. And they've been working on this for a couple of years. And there's a huge write-up. It's like a page and a half on IGN that Ryan McCaffrey did. And it's got some cool little tidbits of their past and what to expect from them in the future. And check it out. Spectre, it's spelled S-P-E-C-T-R-E. Check it out. Give them their love. Let's uh, let's support those guys and, and get some big game coming out of that. I would love to see that blow up. Oh, man. Yeah, the early stuff looks really, really cool. There's not a lot released yet, but like Nick said, it's two dudes. So yeah. <laughs> I have to be, unless they get a lot of attention they get or they get picked up, it might be a minute, but it looks really cool in the meantime. You'll be blown away when you watch it and you tell yourself there's only two guys working on this. Yeah, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> yeah uh what i wanted to shout out is don't starve i've been tending to shout out things i just games to just like but haven't been able to play lately and uh yeah. don't starve is a really fun one they have another version called don't starve together um where it's it's a multiplayer and you both collect resources and work together to you know not die <laughs> and it's a very like cute little like survival game the art style is very like uh sketchy looking and um you know, there's a lot of randomness you get plopped in like a world and they just tell you to not starve so you gotta go collect food and sticks and other resources to eventually build up to you know get better armor to hunt bigger things to make more food to you know harvest bees and mm. just a bunch of nonsense but it, it's a lot of fun you can easily sink too much time into it just focus on that next step you know, kind of like that one more turn syndrome I, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> mentioned last episode for civilization, except there's no breaks. You're like, oh, you know, if I collect a few more flowers, I can make a flower crown so my sanity doesn't drop as fast. Oh. And, you know, just kind of stuff like that. Cool. It's a bunch of fun. I occasionally go back to it just to dick around for a little bit, but great game. Go check it out. It's been out for a minute, but still good. Where can we find that game? I know it's on Steam, but it's not been out long enough. It wouldn't surprise me if it's on other platforms. Couldn't tell okay. you specifically because I've had it on PC for super long time, but okay, it wouldn't. Yeah, definitely wouldn't surprise me if it's on other stuff by now. Hell yeah, right on. Okay, well that's our shoutouts for uh, this episode, guys. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. We appreciate everybody out there listening, commenting in, just keeping us uh, keeping us going in the group. We're having a fun time with that, so continue doing oh, yeah. that and josh send everybody out this week tell them tell them what to do yeah as we mentioned in the beginning you know send us all that stuff in you know uh always as always thanks for listening in you know we love the engagement we love you know extra topics even if it's telling us we're wrong which is great we love that hell yeah <laughs> all right guys well i hope you have another great week uh, you know, see you Wednesday with the movie reel. Tune in for that as well. Hell yeah. And as always, stay loud. <laughs>